This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, 13 Sins. You don't play the game, the game plays you. You know what they say about Chris, 8 out of 10 would not bang. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. We're uh, riding without old Troy yep. this week. Troyless. He went to some nerd convention or something. Yeah, nerds. What do they do? Podcast in the basement garage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> so what we watched this week, Chris? We watched 13 Sins. 13 Sins. Because there's 13 of them. Yep. It was a movie that I know of. That's true. That's true. So we start off our tale of 13 Sins. Why, we meet, uh, we meet protagonist. Wait, no. No. First there's old guy. Old guy with the speech and the... Oh, yeah, the, old the guy. The green cheese from the twat. So, yeah, old, old guy delights a <laughs> room full of people. I assume he had, like, dementia. But it, uh... He says a bunch of vulgar things. Limericks. Well, one was a limerick. One was just a joke. Oh, about, uh, about the bear. Rabbits and yeah. shit fur. Shit fur. And then he uh, apologizes to s- this lady and cuts off yep. her finger. He apologized at least. Better than Chris does. He just cuts. Yep. I'm not sorry when I do it. Nope. That's why. <laughs> he tells you he isn't either. I'll look you in the eyes. You ever heard have somebody tell you they're not sorry while they're cutting your finger off? I'm not sorry about this. In fact, it's arousing me. Now your book. So, uh. After this, we meet up with the protagonist. Yep, the squirrely guy. Old squirrely guy. He's uh, he's having a bad run, so it would seem. Yep. He's got the pregnant lady friend. Yep. He's got the uh, trouble. Pregnant fiance. Fiance. Yep. He's got the troubles at work. What with getting fired for not being yep. a good enough by Captain Dickhead worker. He didn't sell the gold plan. Unforgivable. Yep. Unforgivable. Fired. I had yeah. a nickel for every time I didn't sell the gold plan. He has his his pops, who is a real fucking jerk ass. Yep. He sucks. He's got his, like, uh... His brother. And his brother has some sort of ailment. I don't know what exactly. We'll call him Squirrely's brother. He's not right. And uh, old Squirrely is paying for all this stuff. He's paying for, uh, for his, his brother and his dad to be put up in their respective uh, homes. Yep. Just, All funded through his insurance that he lost from working, and he's uh he's having one of them one of them crises, and he's sitting at a stoplight. One of them panic fights. Yeah, yeah. And the phone rings at the stoplight. <laughs> yep, you'll get used to that. Yep, I'm gonna do it various times throughout the podcast. And he picks up said phone, and uh, some kind of guy, some kind of person. He's all like, "Hey, buddy, guess what? <laughs> hey, guy." You're on this game show. Smash that bug and eat it for a thousand dollars. No, you got it wrong. He's got to smash the bug for a thousand dollars. Oh, he just smashes the bug. And then he eats the bug for three thousand and some odd random amount of money. And understandably, old uh, protagonist is all uh, skeptical. He's like, hey, how do I know this isn't one of those prank shows? Protagonist is squirrely, by the way. Whatever. Chris is misleading. Intentionally. He's drunk. Intentionally. Me too. So he's he, he just like, hey, 
prove it. And old, uh, old phone voice is like, okay, look, this is your name, this is your address, this is your bank account number, so, like, why don't you smash up that bug, bro? And so he does, and then he gets a text message on his phone about yep. how his account had been credited 1,000 American dollars. Yep. Bash. And he's all like, well, that's Bash. cool. But Phone rings again, and phone voice is like, hey, that was cool and all. Now you gotta eat that thing for exactly like three thousand three thousand six hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, dollars. And he's like, uh, I don't know, but he won't do it. And goes home, and he's like, you know what? I will Maybe eat this. Maybe I bug. will eat this fly. So then he eats it in the phone. He's like, congratulations, you've made the to the second one of the thing, and now we're gonna explain some stuff, kind of. Now what we're gonna do is is probably give you a whole lot of money, and if you don't, we're not going to not kill you. And he says, "Well, that all seems all the up and up." <laughs> okay. There's some rules, uh, like uh, you can't you let guys anybody. You probably are bigger than I think. You're probably no bigger than a phone call. This is probably not a shadowy cabal. You only know my name and bank account number and what stoplight I was at, and when a fucking fly was in my car somehow. Yeah, that all seems legit. It's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. I would just go with it. So he's uh, briefed. You can't tell anybody. That's rule one about Fight Club is nobody right. talks about it. Yeah, nobody talks about the fight game. And he just has to keep uh, doing what they say. And he has, like, in 36 hours or something. Yep. And everything will be okay. He'll be a super... oodles of money for your wife and your unborn child that we know about and your brother that we know about and your dad that we know about and all of it. Yeah, you'll be a super turbo rich guy. It'll all be fine. And he says, well, that seems on the level. But uh, his missus catches him, and he's all like, eh, it's a surprise for the wedding or something. So they tell him to get a good night's sleep, because tomorrow the game begins. Yep. Number three is uh, make a kid cry. Yep. Easy enough. <laughs> so he's at the local uh, park, finds some kid by themselves, and is like, hey. You're Your mother doesn't love you. They're giving you away for adoption because of what you've done. You know what you did. They're coming back for you. You see what they're talking about? They're talking about that because that's what they're talking about. And it makes the makes the little kid cry. <laughs> so he wins see, that I'm going to be the sound effects guy. That's good. That's good Foley work. <laughs> I've got a switchboard. Then. You're a switchboard. We're up to number four. four. Which is to uh, go to a church. And light the handmade blind kid nativity scene on fire. <laughs> it's reasonable. Which kind of inadvertently sets the entire church on fire. Yep, that's fine. He pulls the fire alarm, which uh, he is informed promptly is not in the spirit of the game. What pulling fire alarms and such. Well, he ain't catching the whole church on fire. He wasn't supposed to do that. He was just supposed to burn the nativity scene that was handcrafted by blind orphans. And old phone voice is like, okay, see the hobo guy over there? Okay, that's going to be an every time thing. Only when you say phone. Okay. So, uh, mysterious voice says, you see that hobo gentleman over there pushing that cart? Go over there and do a thing. Then we jump over jump to the... Jump cut! Jump cut, police station. We've got the kid and the mom giving a description of the guy that made her kid cry, because apparently that's a felony, I guess, in this state. Yep. Child crying-inducing panic. You lied to a child. Five <laughs> to ten. <laughs> At Guantanamo. And while they're there, they, uh, they're putting up a picture of, uh... Okay, it said he was wanted for 
theft of stolen property. Yes. I believe. You can steal stolen stuff from the people that stole it. I don't understand how that works, but... I've done it twice. Today. And the the little kid's like, hey, that's the dude what said the mean, hurtful things to me and made me, my heart sad. Yep, because that's a felony. And turns out what had happened was... Oh, hobo, you did skip uh, out on the part when uh, the mom threw the trash can at the car and the, the wife said, fuck you! And shot her I don't bird. usually swear like that, but it was yeah. from the movie. Never happens. Never happens. You never happen. So it turns out what he did with this hobo guy was he offered him an ostrich mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for his clothes and his hobo cart. If I had a nickel. And then $1,000 on top of it because he didn't seem to think that the ostrich itself was <laughs> a super good deal. Wait a second. I don't know if that ostrich is worth my clothes. And, uh, but $1,000, yes. Detective Ron Perlman seems skeptical about all this. Scary as fuck, Ron Perlman. But then he sees him bringing the ostrich through. He so. just always looks like he's going to get you, you know? He does. He is always trying to get you. Right now, as we speak, everyone listening, Ron Perlman's trying to get us. He's outside your house. And you. He's already got us by now. We're on a tape delay. So now uh, we move on. We're back with uh, Squirrely, I yep. suppose. Squirrely, protagonist, whatever you feel like calling them this time. It's hard to say. He, uh... He's on his next challenge, and it's to uh, go take a guy out for a nice cup of coffee. Seems easy enough. Wink. Until... He sees us to the guy in the bathtub! Yep. And he has until 4 o'clock to drag this corpse down the street to the coffee house or whatever. To take the man down for some coffee. And uh, he's cutting it pretty close to 4. They're at the coffee house, because apparently nobody noticed this guy dragging the corpse around yet. (laughs) I guess. No, he had him in that makeshift wheelchair he made out of old shopping carts and dressers. He did have him holding that book, which was very convincing. Yep. <laughs> How he managed to get a corpse to hold a book is beyond me. He asked nice. So, uh, he's starting to get a little worried because it doesn't look like he's going to get that cup of coffee before four. And some cops have just walked in, and they all get their coffee right away. Because they're the police. And he steals one of the cops' cups of coffee... Because, you know, that's a good plan when you've got a fucking corpse propped up next to you. They probably won't know. It turns out the one cop's a drunkie, so maybe they didn't know. Yeah. So he grabs the coffee. The cop is obviously like, dude, for real, I'm a fucking cop. And he's all like, uh, that's a, that's 306 drinking on the uniform, and you'll have to go to psychiatry. Later, suckers! Reading material and so on and so forth. And he runs off, but drops a... A card of some sort. His library card. His library card. Library. Yeah. Runs down an alley of some kind. I would imagine semi-paved with some gravel and dirt. Comes across a bus with the creepy mask guy driving it. You wouldn't get on it? It seems legit. You'd be all up on it. And we're off to a seriously questionable special effects hotel. Yep. Where, uh... He goes up. There's a door with the uh, key numbered eight on it. He meets a guy in a room. Yep. Who apparently was mean to him in school. Yep. Him and his brother. Uh, didn't his brother, like, pee on his brother's head or something? Peed on his brother's head. They hung him outside uh, some kind of window or something. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. And, uh... Details. This challenge is to cut off this guy's uh, fucking arm. Yep. It's okay. There's a nurse lady in a 50s nurse outfit who gave him a local anesthetic. That's yep. probably fine. Yeah, it's good. That helps with clotting. <clears throat> Shoot a little Novocaine in the elbow, you're good. He doesn't want to go through with it, but uh, 
Well, Squirrely doesn't. Right. But Jerk Bully Guy is all like, man, you're a little bitch because you're Well, the guy bitch. on the thing tells him that he, he wants it. He does, and he agrees. So he asks him. So uh, he cuts his uh, arm off with a bone saw, which is pretty cool. Yep. Even has a hard time, which it was I like. Yep, that's the first thing I've seen about half of this movie before the podcast, and I like Chris be oh look, it's Reeler. Yeah, because you can't, you don't just like slice right through a guy's arm with it a bone saw. It goes right through like butter. And uh, arms are made of butter. That's he, a fact. He no, that's that's clearly not a fact. That is clearly some horseshit you made up. You're a horseshit I made up. That maybe. <laughs> So now, uh, we got old Squirrely and, um, old Squirrely. Jerk Bully, and he's taking Jerk Bully to the, uh, what you call it, hospital? Yeah. Because apparently part of the deal was you take him to the hospital covered in blood and drop him off and just, like, hand him a limb in a Ziploc bag full of ice. Yep, run. Until you see the guy's brother for some reason, then your job is to hit him with a chair and tell him what your name is. Well, he didn't even know that. He just was doing it. He was just, like... Just doing it to do it. It just gets him up to normal. So Jerk Bully's brother's there, and he's all like, Where's my brother? I'm a fucking dickhole. <laughs> and he just, uh... He's all like, What? A chair? He's like, Have a seat! Or some yep. witty shit. Nope, he said, Have a seat. And whacks him in the face with a chair a couple of good times, yells his name, and then runs off, because that all seems reasonable. <laughs> and then, we, uh, we got old... Officer Detective Ron Perlman, who has yeah. met up with this big fat dude. Officer Scary. Who's got all kinds of information about the shadowy cabal who's running this uh, game, as they call it. And he's all like, how do I know you're not one of them? I can't be talking to you or whatever. And he's all like, well. What ifs? That's fair. I oh, guess. yeah, that crazy asshole that come busting out of the RV. Yeah, yeah. I like that guy. He had a good style. Bald, sweaty, scared. So... At this point, Squirrely's feeling pretty good. He's feeling like a real man's man. He's busted people with chairs and made a kid Boy, cry. Boy, he ain't no bike here. He's a man's man. You need him. He'll be in the garage. Garage hanging sheetrock. Those are references. True. Referential humor is the lowest form. Every time you say Squirrely, I still think it's Squirrely and Balloonenstein. Fair enough. So, uh, now Squirrely is at, uh, what, it's like a reception or a... A dinner rehearsal thing yeah, or whatever. Some kind of big fancy garbage. Yeah. And they're at it's some all a bunch of crap. Swanky country club. And they got the whole ballroom. And then old uh old phone voice shows up, or calls I should say. And he's like Okay, I was hoping you weren't gonna remember, but Nope, I almost didn't remember, but you slipped up. You slipped up. Shut up. So uh old mystery voice is like, okay. When they ask you to give a little speech, what you're going to do is you're going to wreck everything in the banquet <laughs> hall. And by wreck, what we mean is at least 75%, 75% of the of China, China and the, the crystals and whatnot. And you have to piss directly into at least one centerpiece. Centerpiece. He's very specific too, centerpiece. They were delightful, he said. <laughs> All while singing the International. Yeah. It ain't Slayer, man, don't, I don't know. Don't worry if you don't know the words, buddy. We put him in that coat you're wearing, so now you got the words. So that's fine. At least they touched his coat. And while he's uh, getting ready to give his speech, a bunch of security guards shows up, and old Squirrely's like, uh-oh, the gig is up. Oh no, they know about all that dragging around the corpse and yelling at children things that I've been doing. 
I'm assuming probably the <laughs> dismemberment thing is ranking up there pretty high at this point. Oh, it's fine. But they're actually there for his uh, squirrely brother, who maybe showed his wiener to a kid. Maybe. He said he did. He definitely showed his wiener to a kid. <laughs> and all the other people leave, except for Squirrely. Yep, all those 300 people very silently in four seconds evacuate this ballroom. Yep, so Squirrely, Squirrely's brother, and Squirrely's fiance. <laughs> whoa, 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 Squirrely, Squirrely. Yep, it's ah, weird. Oh no, holy gavolt. I didn't name that kid. It's not my fault. It ain't my fault. And uh, it turns out, I'm not going to do that. I know what you wanted me to do, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Read your book. So now, old Squirrely sees his opportunity. He's like, hey, Squirrely's brother, I'm going to do a thing, and you get ready to run. And then he uh, proceeds to start smashing up stuff. While singing international. Yep. All to the dismay of the uh, security guards. And they're kind of just letting him wreck this fucking place yep. until he tries to shatter 6.7 million crystal glasses in their generalized direction. And they're all like, what? And then he uh, he gets one of them big, uh, what you call it, like cooking out forks. Yeah, cooking out fork. I like that. Technical yeah. terms. I work in a kitchen. Me also. And he's uh, threatening to stab himself in his throat unless they all turn away so he can... Piss into the flowers. Yep. Don't look or I'll kill myself to pee. And then he scampers off. But then the phone rings. Yeah, dude. Alright. I was thinking about pee. I'm sure you were. And the mystery voice is like, man, we're gonna be honest. A little disappointed the way you're kinda not just embracing your newfound uh crime spree here. I mean, am I right? So now what you gotta do you're for this worried next about one. Feelings. Yeah. Don't worry about what people think. Like, let those guys get you. And he's like, <laughs> That's uh, how you don't worry about what people think about you by getting apprehended by security. And they, uh, oh, they do. They tackle him. <laughs> Take him to the old they call police a station. They swear words. They, they do. They are, they are not polite. They are, they are bad. So now he finds himself at the cop shop. Oh, cop shop. And he's getting interviewed about all this stuff. And they start asking him about stuff that he didn't do, like pushing an old lady down the stairs and setting fire to like a fucking Hindu something. Oh, they showed him some pictures of stuff that he did do, but then they showed him stuff of pictures that he ain't didn't do. And he's all like, whoa, 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 whoa. I only did some of that (laughs) crazy bullshit, not all of it. I only did these crazy bullshit things, not those two crazy bullshit things. So he's, uh... not some kind of animal just goes around doing crazy bullshit. So the guy who's, uh, interrogating him is like, I'll be back in a minute, (laughs) He uh, manages to bust out part of the chair, and when the guy comes back in, he uh, uses it to get his gun. Yep. And has now got a cop hostage in the police station. I had a nickel for every time I've gotten a gun with a piece of a chair. He, uh... I wouldn't have any. I've never been in that situation. He gets the guy to handcuff himself to a filing cabinet, calls up the old uh, mystery voice, and he's like, Hey, 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 is there another guy doing this too? Like... What the hell? And they're like, oh, yeah, we were going to tell you, but we thought it'd be funny if we waited. It'd be funny if, you know, you didn't know and we were lying to you the whole time. You didn't get any money for burning all those deaf, blind coffees. Uh-huh. That's good. That happened. Is that right? I remember that part. All right. I don't have a book, so I don't know. Yes, yes, book. We all <laughs> we all know. The book's his phone. So, he, uh... He's like, well, you didn't, you didn't, that's not, and he's like, yeah, that's, that's the brakes, buddy. (laughs) 
And he's like, well, what am I supposed to be doing right now? He's like, what do you mean? This is this is you, dude. You're the one who flipped his shit, decided to steal a cop's gun, and barricade himself in a police station with a hostage. Fuck. Good playing a policeman hostage. And his hostage tries to get the gun, but it ends up getting shot in his foot. Yeah, it was pretty cool when he got shot right in the foot. And then all the other cops are, like, freaking out now. And he's uh makes his daring escape by jumping out of a window onto a dumpster, and he sits yep. down real hard, like, on the yep. dumpster. <laughs> One of them, you know, bounce off a dumpster from a couple stories up sits. And he's like, uh, loses his phone in the scuffle. Uh-huh. Takes off. But now he's got a gun, so there's that. Hooray! Hooray for guns! So off he goes into the night. He, uh, steals some hipster douche's, uh, phone. I called him Billy Joe Armstrong. He, uh... He Billy shouts, Joe Hipster. Billy Hipster Joe you Armstrong. You better work on this guy's name the most because he's in the movie for all those seconds that he was already in it. He's like, yeah, I got a dog. There's some cops. I'm going to go over there. Oh, my phone. And scene. <laughs> and career. So he now is uh, stolen this guy's uh, telecommunications device. Uh-huh. Ooh, listen mm-hmm. to you. You sneaky You're smart You're making me fuck. work for it. He shouts to the heavens about how he knows they're fucking watching him and what's the fucking shit is the thing next. <laughs> what's yeah. the fucking shit is the thing next? That could be a direct quote for all I know from this movie. This movie is fucking wild. He uh, sees some poor old Mexican lady. It's like, oops, you're next. You're not here by coincidence. That's impossible. Come here. And he's like shouting at her and she's like, I just want to go home. He's like, yes, to your home. That's where we shall go. <laughs> and then he goes... And then, Squirrely's got a little, how would you say, squirrely by this point in the film. He's a much more aggressive squirrely than he was previously. Much more squirrelier of a squirrely. He's a squirrely squared. Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm the funny one. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> you read your book. Yes, yes, but quite. <laughs> so he thinks maybe I made a mistake about, you know, stealing up this All Mexican of it? lady. And she's like, nope. I'm in on it. Your next thing is to hook up my clothesline. Wink. So he does, and he's like, huh, that seemed easy enough. But then there's a bunch of motorcyclists. Motorcyclemen? And he notices that what he's actually done is put this big metal cord across the road. What's the... the, the, the Give them ca- all the, free haircuts. Decapinate them. Oh, decaffeinated. And he manages to get the cord to go down, but then some other guy puts another one up, what a twist. And they turn around and come back, and then you get to see, like, a bunch of people just get fucking mangled. Yep. <laughs> which is pretty sweet. One gets your hand chopped off, one just gets, like, the crown of his head sliced off. You get to see about eight decapitated heads go rolling. Some lady just misses her hands, and yep. then she dies. I already said that. I don't remember. Seconds ago. I'm not going to Do you see what I'm working with, people? I'm not going to start listening to what you have to say Jeez now. Louise. So, uh, needless to say... He's not real happy. He feels like this might have crossed the line. <laughs> what the killing of Those seventeen eight people? People did just kind of die because of me. He uh, manages to find another personal communication device on one of the motorcyclists. Yeah. And he's like, "Look, I quit. I'm done. I'm through." I think you're so damn smart, don't you? I'm trying really hard. And he uh, goes to. Maybe it's a bus stop. I'm not sure. There's like 26 people standing by train tracks. I'm not 100% sure what's happening. But he hears he hears the ringtone. From what? That was your cue to make the stupid noise. 
You, you didn't say phone. Thank you. Kind of. And he's like, uh-oh, I know what that means, because there's no way anybody could ever have just done that arbitrarily to their own telephone, so... <laughs> Wait, that counts, too? He said the word phone. It was oh. a part of it. Okay. It's all a part of it, Chris. I don't want to do these things. So he uh, chases the person whose device is making that noise. They go into a warehouse full of... Per- circus vehicles? Things or something, I guess. Circus vehicles. Circus vehicles. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's so, a genre of vehicles, right? A genre of vehicle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what you call them. A vehicle <laughs> genre. Like Slayer. Yeah. Or, or Volkswagen. Young adult fiction. Or yeah. Choose your own adventure. Yes, all those are genres of car. <laughs> Who the hell listens to this? Uh, it's really going downhill with no Troy. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Digressed. Old, uh, what you call it? Detective man. He's managed to hunt down the big fat bald dude. Yep. And he's laid it all on the table. He's like, uh, people and stuff. <laughs> Lots of murders or whatever. Rah. Like, oh, I was, you know, I wasn't worried until you said rah. Yeah. I felt like there was nothing wrong until you went raw. E gads. Gadzooks. Gee whiz. Exclamatory phrase. Expletive deleted. Now we are uh, back to our thrilling car chase involving an ice cream truck with lights. Yep. And that slow as fuck truck with that big fucking brass line in the back of it. An old phone voice tries to call. That's not a word. What? Because there's a phone in the truck. And they're like, congratulations, you're still in the running for the cash prize. And he's just like, nope, and throws the phone out the window. Realizes that they've gone to the uh, really fucking shit ratty assisted living facility Uh that his shitty dad lives in. He is shitty. So he just naturally assumes that whoever is in the ice cream truck is there to kill his dad, like you do. Right. Goes up to see his dad, and his dad is there. He's listening to his fog hat records. Yeah, and he's all like, yeah, whatever. I'm old and hateful. You look like you made a shit in your pants or something, <laughs> you fucking asshole. He really did say all that. I'm going to go back to listening to my records. And then his uh, brother, squirrely brother, shows mm-hmm. up, and that's when he realizes something. That the game's not all a game, but it's a game? Mm-hmm. Aside from whatever that was supposed to mean. <laughs> It is a bunch of random shit. He realizes that the other person who's playing the game is his brother. Da da da! What a twist! And as he's uh talking to his brother about the game and what's what's the thirteenth one? Because he doesn't know because he threw the phone out the window like an idiot. Da da da! da damn it! And he's like, uh, uh. And his dad's like, uh, this game's really gone downhill since I was your age. And they're all like, what? He's like, well, back when I killed your mom to win everything. <laughs> Back when I killed your mom to fund all of it. They made me rich, but then I was a shitty old man for the rest of my life. And, uh, old Squirrely's like, well, that's it. I'm gonna ice you now, because you killed my moms or whatever. I'm gonna kill you right in the face with death. And he's like, or I could slit open my own throat with the steak knife, and then you can't kill me, Squirrely. Touché, old man. Touché. Because the 13th and final challenge is to kill a family family member member. boner jinx boner jinx now how do you get out of a boner jinx 
I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Gross. I don't feel like this is the appropriate venue for this conversation. What is? The other podcast? Yeah, Boater Jinx. <laughs> My Boater Jinx rule-based podcast. Sex bullets. It, they're two hours long each. It's very complicated. Seven hours. System of rules. Well, seven hours and bread hours. That's a different story for a different day, though. So, Squirrely's like, hey, Squirrely brother, let's just let's just walk away now. And Squirrely brother's like, yeah, I guess I gotta get my pills out of my bag. Not my gun, but my pills. Not my handgun. Don't look at my hands. Don't watch me get my pills. I'm self-conscious. So then old Squirrely shoots his brother. Yep. And he's like, I'm real sorry about shooting you in the gut and all. Just hold, hold some pressure on there. And then Squirrely brother stabs him in the gut. And stabs him in the leg 13 times. Why would you stab a man in the ankle so much? I guess that's all he could get. It's a real shitty ankle. It did, it did, it did some stuff, dude. It's, it's, not, it's not cool. So, uh... You're not cool. Old Squirrely Brother manages to bleed out from his gunshot wound and dies. Uh-huh. And Squirrely wins! Woo! Yeah, victory! He's now $5.7 million richer. Meanwhile... Scary as fuck Ron Perlman... He's hiding in the shadows as old Squirrely uh, limps his gut-stabbed, ankle-mangled self out of the place. Gut-stabbed, ankle-mangled. Mm-hmm. It's a good band. I like it. Fucking heavy, dude. And we see that Ron Perlman was indeed in on this the whole time. What a twist. He's got big fat ball guy dead in the car. What a twist. Douses it in gas. We knew set, that was coming. Sets it on fire. Goes upstairs and uh, proceeds to douse the rest of the crime scene, burning not only corpses, but also all the police's evidence. Yep. Erased the whole thing, just like the man on the mm. cellular device mm-hmm. told him. And then uh, Squirrely comes in right before he's going to light it all up. And old Detective Perlman's like, hey, dude, this is obviously not in the spirit of the game. What you're doing? Trying to shoot me. You're going to... Not have any money, you're not going to make anybody less dead right now than they are, so. Uh-huh. And he's all like, I don't care. <laughs> and he shot him in the head. Right in the head. It was pretty hardcore, too. It, like, blew a big fucking chunk off his head. And yeah, like the back third of his skull. Chris, <laughs> Chris said it was uranium. I said it was some sort of brick-firing gun. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Bricks of uranium. Uranium bricks. Through a pistol. Reasonable. An old squirrely goes to call his fiance. Yep. He goes out to the sunlight and calls his fiance. And he's like, hey, I had a rough night. Uh, nothing really happened. I'm, it's cool. The cops just let me go after I did all that crazy shit that everybody saw me do. Somehow. I killed and burned a lot of things in the last 36 hours, but I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'll be home soon, even though I'm bleeding to death. <laughs> and his fiance's like, you know, some crazy ass called me on the phone and said I should eat a bug for $6,000. And he's like, uh-oh, the game begins anew. But she's like, nah, I said that was nasty. So I didn't. And then he's like, oh, thank goodness. And then presumably bleeds out next to a payphone. Credits! And that is... 13 sins. 13 solid sins. Which my cursory research has determined this is a remake. Eating a fly is a sin? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Remake? It's in the Bible. From when? No, the remake. When When was the original? When was the original? Yeah. I don't know when the original was. I just know that... Oh, well. said it. Johnny fucking smarty pants. I guess you know it all, huh? Uh, nope. I have a very limited subset of knowledge. <laughs> Touche.
So what did you think, Brett? I liked it. It was good. I'd seen half of it before, like I said. It's just, it was good. It was very suspenseful. It was just a very interesting concept. Chris probably took away a point, because it's a remake, everything's something made out of something else. It was all of it. No, I did not do that thing you said. Not this time. It was a 2006 Thai horror comedy film. Weird. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> no, I didn't say the word out. Which word? Nope. Nope. So, Chris, what do you think of the movie? I liked it. 8 out of 10. Well, I also got an 8 out of 10. It was a solid film. Which is weird, because that's a pretty high ranking for not wanting to bang me. Eh. Huh. Whatever. Family feud doesn't lie, man. I mean, what do you want? I, it was, it was okay. I liked it. It was entertaining enough. It had an interesting premise. It was fun to kind of watch the guy just spaz out. Go crazy throughout the movie. Kind of stepping up a little bit, a little bit, and then it was weird. It was weird how some stuff was too far, but other things weren't too far. I don't know. Once you got up past, like, once you got up past cutting the man's arm off, I don't think it really mattered to him anymore. Well, I mean, the scale of, of, the. Uh, progression was weird like kill a bug eat a bug make a kid cry set a thing on fire okay all right all right take a dead man out for some coffee but no somehow take the homeless man's clothes away for the ostrich yeah and then somehow cutting a guy's arm off was below smashing up some shit i don't know i mean it depends on how you feel about cutting somebody's arm off to decide whether or not it's what morally, I guess, is what you're going for worse than smashing a bunch of china and crystal? So you, you would be more comfortable maiming a man than smashing a bunch of dishes and pissing on the centerpiece? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, he already cut the guy's hand off when he went back and smashed all I got all you, stuff. I got you. I am not a smart man. Mm-hmm. That's why Chris reads the book. That's true. Mostly because I can read. I'm just funny. <coughs> I mean, it was interesting. It was entertaining. I would say less of a horror <coughs> movie, more of a thriller. Suspense. <coughs> we've uh, done we've done suspense movies though here on here on Slaughterhouse Princess. It didn't didn't do very well at the box office, which is weird because it's not bad. Like no, it's just not a big audience for stuff like that. A lot of people don't get stuff like that. I'd say give it a shot if you're looking for something a little different, a little less exploitation. Very movie-y. entertaining, and there, yeah, it's it's. A much more legitimate movie than the past, like, six out of ten that we've Dude, done. Tokyo Gore Police is Damn it. fucking it legit. It makes me angrier every time I hear the name, too. I missed it. You can still watch it, you know. It's not the same, Chris. All right. That's that's fair, I guess. I guess, I guess so. And, and don't worry, guys. Troy will be back next time. We hope we didn't disappoint you too much. Get, getting back to our roots like we did this week. Back to the root? Yes. For next week, I don't know. It's up in the air? Yeah, probably. Maybe you guys should holler. Where you at, Plovdiv? Yeah, Plovdiv. Do you even listen to Are us anymore? Are you mad? We're send sorry. Us, if, if you're mad, send us some hate mail. It's okay. Well, I guess if you got mad and didn't listen anymore, we won't hear it anyway. But This is a safe place, Plovdiv. Yeah, come on, Plovdiv. We're all friends. Or, or maybe anyone. Maybe a new person. Anybody. Anybody. Some random person. So this is the part where you do the thing. No, 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 not that thing. It's a different thing. It's the, um, what you call it? What part? Mm. People want to get a hold of us, and then you don't say any of it right, so it's not a goddamn mystery why nobody gets a hold of us. Drive-by shootings. Good lord. Or you can find us on the Facebooks. We're Slaughterhouse Princess. 
Our email is slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the iTunes. We're on Twitter, kind of, but not well maintained by Chris. I do a poor job. Stitcher. Mm hmm. Oop, we're working on a Reddit. Yeah. That's coming soon. Yep. That's when we're going to hit pay dirt. <laughs> That's where all the money is. Yep, on Reddit. So I guess. Uh, so yeah, anybody though, man, somebody, one of you, only one of you hot dog fellers, you guys can send us a movie, any of you, or, or somebody. We need it. I hate to confer myself. I'm thinking's getting old, man. My head hurts. So next week, something. Yeah, drinking. Yeah, mostly drinking. Drinking.